Well, I, I have a little word to share tonight. Um, this word really hit me this past week as I was reading the scriptures, and I just want to encourage you tonight. Um, it's in John chapter 9. We go right to John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 1 says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work, this is Jesus speaking in verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me well of his day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Wonderful scriptures by our Lord and Savior Jesus. And the thing that hit me when I was reading this was verse 4. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. I must work the works. Jesus had an urgency here, saints. And you know what? Sometimes in life, something can hit you a little bit, and it can sort of slow you down a little bit. Maybe it's just life itself, waking up at five or whenever you wake up in the morning and, and the routine of going to bed and waking up again and going to bed and waking up again and going to bed and waking up again and going to bed. Just the routine of life can sort of slow you down. Maybe it's news you've heard. Maybe it's discouragement. Maybe it's a little frustration. Maybe it's waiting on an answer. And you start to get into a little rut and, and you start to look at things around you why is this happening? What, like, like these disciples did. Who sinned? Who was the problem here? What was the issue here? And you start to think in your own heart, what's the issue? What am I doing wrong? Or, or maybe it's not even that. Maybe you're just slowing down in your Christianity and you're, and you're looking around you at different things. And this word hit me that Jesus said, I must. I must. It was an urgency on Jesus' heart that he had a work to do. And saints, I want to encourage us tonight that there is an urgency in our time on this earth also. And the urgency is this. We only have so many years to live our life. Jesus knew he only had so much time before all the people in front of him. Could you imagine his father's wills on his shoulders knowing he only has a few years to do the job that he had to do? Preach the gospel, be the testimony that he was, the miracles that he did, the healings that he did to a whole nation. A whole nation had to hear from him. There wasn't cell phones and, and, and uh, email and internet and videos. There weren't even a horn that he could use. And to, loud, he had to go into amphitheaters, natural amphitheaters, get out on a boat and speak put towards the shore. One by one, his ministry was. There was an urgency to it. Jesus said, I must It was necessary. It was needed. That word must means it was needed. There's a need to it. See, Jesus had work to do. The work was not bland, boring, unimportant. There was a need to the work that he had to do. It was right, it was proper for his position, the position that he was in, to do this work, the work of his father. And I want to share with us that the same can be said for all of you in this room. All of us in this room have a work to do. 
It's actually impressive if you looked at the scriptures as I started to, how often Jesus uses the term must. I have to. It's needed for me in connection with different aspects of the work that he came to do. He is our example, amen, saints? Is Jesus our example? Is Jesus, did Jesus taught us how to live life on this earth? Wasn't, could, could you not argue that one of the reasons Jesus came as flesh was to show us how to live life in the flesh? Couldn't that be one of the reasons that he walked this earth in flesh was to show us you can do it. You can do it, and you can accomplish the work that he has for you to do while you live your life in the flesh. So he is our example, and since he is our example, we must, if I can use that word like he did, we must also be serious and urgent about our Father's work. We should be saying it is necessary that we accomplish the work God has given us to do, that there is a need for God's work to be done. And there is a need for God's work to be done. You know, as I mentioned earlier, this work, life can hit you hard and and make this work feel a little daunting, a little like you want to be, ah, let me just coast for a little while. I can remember in college, I walked into a a classroom. I I was taking a, a language class, and I walked into the classroom. I sat down, class started, and the whole class started speaking Spanish. Right from the get-go, I, am not, I have gotten much better over the years, but this was like, maybe if you could say Spanish too. The teacher starts speaking Spanish. Every the student starts answering in Spanish. I didn't belong there. And I sat there and waited and thought, maybe I could figure this out as they kept talking. But when the teacher started calling on students, the row, and the students started ask, standing up and answering questions, about what they, I could pick up certain things, you know, what they wanted to do with their lives and, and what their aspirations were and what classes they had taken before. But I couldn't articulate that in the language. That's when I got up and left. I don't belong here. The work that Jesus taught us to do, saints, is not like that. It's not a work that you don't belong there. It's not a work that, of, a, of a different language that's too overwhelming, that's too daunting, that puts a pit in your stomach, oh boy, I hope they don't call on me, because I don't know. I want to share with you, the work that Jesus gave us is something that we can do, and we must do. You know, if, if you're a young person here, let's look at this. Let's look at what Jesus said are works that we must do. You see, in, where am I here in my notes? In his early ministry in Luke chapter 4, in Luke chapter 4, we can turn there quick. I want to run through what Jesus felt he must do. Luke chapter, did I say 4? Luke chapter 2. 4 will be next. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. It says this, And Jesus said unto them, and we know this account, this is when Jesus was a young boy and he, and he his parents went to the temple and they were on their way back home and they could not find him. And they were searching for him and they actually found him in the temple. And we catch Jesus' response from his parents were, where were you? In Luke chapter 2, verse 49, it says unto them, why did you seek me? Did you know that I must be about my father's business? I want to share with my young brothers and sisters tonight, maybe you're in high school, maybe you're in junior high, 
maybe you're just out of college. You can take the time to pray. You can have the attitude of, I must be about God's business for my life. You can take that time. You can look, what does Jesus have for me? I must be about this. Jesus was some references, rate him maybe a young teenager, maybe uh, let's just say an adolescent. And here he was saying, I must be about my father's business. He knew what he had to do. I want to encourage you tonight, my young brothers and sisters, you can take time tonight if you feel like you have not been participating in the Lord's business like you should. Maybe your behavior to your parents is a little off. Maybe your, your reputation is a little off. Maybe the words you speak are a little off. Maybe there's something in your heart that's not fully done ho for Jesus Christ. You can take the opportunity tonight to pray. I want to be about my father's business. This is what Jesus did. I must be about my father's business as a young boy. In his early ministry in Luke chapter 4, verse 42, he says this, Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him, and they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. For this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. You see, he went from place to place. Jesus went from place to place, and his heart was, I must carry the word of God with me from place to place. Saints, we can have our opportunity tonight to pray that when we move around our city, that when we move around our neighborhoods, that when we move around our villages, our workplace, that we can carry the word of God like Jesus did. He said, I must. I must not stay in one spot. Everywhere I go, I carry the message of Jesus, of my Heavenly Father, about myself, about what's to come. Saints, we are called to do the same thing. As Jesus moved around, as we move around, we must be motivated to preach his word, to share the gospel, to let others know more about him. We'll have time to pray tonight. If you want to have that gift of being bold and being more assertive in sharing the gospel, We can pray tonight that that can happen. It's a must. Why? Because Jesus did it. You know, saints, we just simply don't want numbers. I know know Brother Brian has been sharing about witnessing, and it's not about getting numbers. It's what we must do. When we're saved and born again, is it not natural to talk about what Jesus did for you? The life-changing power of his Son and the blood that was shed and the forgiveness of sins. And is it even not commanded that we tell others about the Lord? Tell others about who he is. This is what we must do. In Luke chapter 13, we'll keep moving on towards the end of his earthly ministry. In Luke chapter 13, verse 32, it says, And he said unto them, Go tell the fox. And this is is in reference to Herod. Herod, the Pharisees had come and said to Jesus, Herod wants to kill you. And Jesus said, Go tell that fox, meaning Herod. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected or resurrected. Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. You see, Herod sought to kill him. Herod sought to stop Jesus. And you know what? I don't know if Jesus was being poetic here in a certain way or speaking of his future, maybe the work he had to do when he physically died. He says, I'll journey today, tomorrow, and the day following. It's interesting that he says that. But whatever Jesus meant, 
whatever occurred, whatever occurred in the past, the healings that he did, the miracles that he did, the words that he spoke, he said, I have to continue in my journey. I just can't stop. Even, even as I was approaching death, Herod, you're a fox, you're sly, but I'm going to continue today, tomorrow, and beyond in doing my Father's work. In doing my Father's work. Can we pray tonight that we don't go comfortable where we're at? That we don't get used to the station that we're at in life? Where we're comfortable? Hey, I got saved. I think I'm good. I think I'm comfortable. I don't really do anything wrong. I think I'm good before the Lord. I come to church when I can. I help out here or there when I can. I'm doing okay. Jesus said, today, tomorrow, and the next day, I'm going to keep pushing forward towards my Father's work. Maybe if you're in a little slump tonight, you're feeling a little bit comfortable in your walk, you're feeling comfortable in your salvation, maybe this can prize you to remember, what is the Lord's work for you tomorrow? What is the Lord's work for you beyond tomorrow? You can pray about that tonight. He said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16 that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things to the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. Saints, the pilgrim we live in Christ can be a life fraught with sort of sufferings and trials. It's not always easy. Jesus knew this. Jesus even told us that if you believe on him and know him as your Savior, you may very well go through trials and persecutions, did he not? Life can very well be a burden, but we know that he promises in the work that he does that it's nothing more than we can handle. So if you're going through a trial, you're going through a burden, I want to remember you, there's still a work for you to do. There's still a work for you to accomplish in your life. Maybe the work is as simply as pushing through that trial, maintaining your faith, being a good example, not speaking the wrong way, not giving up on your, on your studies of the Word of God or your Bible. If you're going through a trial and you seem, you seem distant, you seem far, the Lord seems distant or further from you, I want to share with you, you can pray tonight that the, Lord work, that the Lord's work continues in your heart, that the Lord's work continues to move you through that trial or that burden as Jesus was, and he prayed through his trials and burdens in the Garden of Gethsemane. Amen, saints? You can pray for strength if you're in a valley, if you're in a dark spot, that you must continue in his word. Stay faithful. Stay true to him who has called you. We can read again in John chapter 3. He told the great teacher of Israel, Nicodemus, you must be born again. This is not something you can go without. We can't live this life without being born again. If you're not born again tonight, if the Lord is not the Savior of your life, if you have not believed on his resurrection or him, him, who he is as the Son of God on your heart and have not confessed that with your mouth. This is an opportunity tonight. You can come and pray that the Lord is the Savior of your heart. You can make that happen. You can sure that up tonight. You can take time tonight while we pray that the Lord becomes the Savior of your life. Jesus said you must. It's needed. It's a, it has to happen that you be born again. Hallelujah. In John chapter 14, verse 17, he, did, he begins to explain how this born-again experience could even happen. He says, And as Moses was lifted up 
by the serpent, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Amen? And still in Mark chapter 14, verse 49, I'm almost done here. Jesus said, quote, all the scriptures must be fulfilled. For example, in John chapter 20, verse 9, he said, he must die and rise again. Jesus, all, all the scripture must be fulfilled. He must die and rise again. One would think that this would be the culmination of Jesus' work. He was born, he lived, he died, and he resurrected. The work of God is done. While he was resurrected, his resurrection but now gives us work to do. You see, if Jesus never was resurrected, we'd have no work to do. There'd be nothing for us to do. There'd be nothing for us to to pray about or or work towards. Because the whole point of his resurrection was to show us there's an eternity. There's life beyond that. Life in this world is not about life in this world, as Brother Brian says. There's life beyond this world. The resurrection did not fully complete the works that we have to do. It did not complete the works that Jesus said in our main scripture tonight, the works that he sent me to do. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 13. You can turn there if you'd like. This will be the last scripture of the night. Are you following me, saints? You're quiet. Am I talking too fast? That's my Achilles heel. You laugh if you know me. So Mark chapter 13, verse 10 says this, And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given to you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you that speaks, but the Holy Spirit. Saints, can I say this, that we must work the work of him who sent us? We have a job to do. We have so many days on this earth. Do you feel like you're in slow motion? Has something slowed you down? Has a trial gotten a hold of your ankles and is holding you back? No prayer has been answered and it's starting to weigh on your shoulders? I want to remind you, this all happened to Jesus. All these things tried to tempt Jesus, but he continued, I must. I must. Can you say that in your heart? I must. I must. I can't. This can't be left alone. And I want to encourage that tonight as we meet to pray. If there's something in your life that's hindering you from being a a good boy, a good girl, can you come up and say, Lord, I must. I must get better. If there's something hindering you from obeying your parents, spouses, husbands, and wives, if there's something hindering you from working together in Christ, I must, I must, I must. If you're looking more for Jesus and you want to be saved and born again, you have to take that step. I must be born again. I must clean up my life. I must confess who I am before my Lord and Savior that he can clean my heart. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, don't worry about what you might say. The Bible says he will. He will give it to you. 
So I want to encourage us as we, as we move forward tonight in prayer, if that's on your heart tonight, Jesus said, I must. Is there something in you that you need to give to the Lord and give over to the Lord and pour yourself out before the Lord? We'll do something different tonight. I can pray with you up here if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come up here and we'll pray. We'll pray together as a church. If you're struggling with something, that's okay. We'll pray together. This is what family does. We can help each other. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to, to, to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to think, hey, I've already prayed this 10 times. Well, pray it 11th. Because it must be done in your heart if that's how you feel. I want to encourage you, church, tonight. Let's take the opportunity to reach out to the Lord, whether it be in witnessing, whether it be in overcoming, whether, whether it be in getting through a trial, whether it be waiting for a healing, whether it be just being a good testimony all the way to the end of our lives. Let's take opportunity tonight to pray that. In Jesus' name. Don't be shy.